Hey guys, this is Juan with the Cinema Movie Podcast, letting you know that this episode is brought to you by San Marcos Mexican Restaurants, located right here at 2301 Southwest 59th Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Give them a check out as you can dine in or call them for to-go order at 405-685-7773. Let Abel know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you for a 10% off your order. And don't forget, Wednesday margaritas, frozen or on the rocks, $5 margarita Wednesdays every Wednesday at San Marcos Mexican Restaurant. Great food and even better customer service. And don't forget, let them know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you San Marcos, it's the only dine-in restaurant of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to a new episode. Welcome to Men, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined here by the cast, the crew, the guys. Craig? Craig is gone. Edward. I'm here. I'm just playing. What's up, oh. guys? <laughs> Out of nowhere, just like an RKO. Edward? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Sorry, How's I thought that would be funny. It probably wasn't. I, yeah, I completely thought you were gone. No, that's funny. <laughs> and for everybody out there in uh, in podcast land, you can listen and watch. We are live here on Imswa Productions. Uh, at guys, as they here on the YouTube channel, over now eight hundred subscribers uh, on the YouTube channel for Imswa Productions. Uh, wrestling podcasts, uh, horror movies, the cinema movie podcast, fanboys, whatever you guys want. Uh, behind the mask with mr fuentes all the content you need right here on this youtube channel brand new content coming out every single day uh but edward we'll, we'll start with you uh how's your uh how's your week been man it's been kind of a bit of shit show in there i mean not not necessarily a shit show just a lot going on uh been all right though it's been all right i mean i'm here so hey craig what about something. you you uh you boomer sooner in it up. I've been big chilling. Been big chilling. Um, it's yeah, dark in no, there. Just been... Is it? No, nah, I can turn good. on the light. I, nah. I feel I'm like my camera is. I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared. Set in the dark. mood, man. I'm set in the mood. <laughs> uh, with a movie like we're talking about today, you have to set the mood. Uh, we're talking about Men, uh, the brand new horror movie from A24, recently just came out this past uh summer um but we're gonna get ready to get into it guys why uh why take any uh any more words? of your time more of your time um a look back though speaking of not taking your time away from you uh bonus episodes thursdays this past thursday we just talked about under the silver lake 
me, Craig, and Edward. You can go back and listen to that episode now on uh, Insawa Productions or wherever you listen to podcasts at. Um, kind of a very strange, very, very strange uh, episode and strange movie for that matter. So, oh, look at me. I'm still an award from Ed. Oh, hey. man. Um, what a what a weird word. Ed, stop saying that word. You're making all of us want to say it. What word? Hey, you know. Say it, Ed. No, Most? Ed, go ahead. No. Say it. Nah, What's see, the he word? Don't say it now. He, he says, for that matter, like 20,000 20, oh, times. For that matter. Well, <laughs> for that matter, I'm going to go ahead and say it once. But, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's, you know, it, it's, it's all, it's all. The sentence really doesn't make sense when you use for that matter, for that matter. <laughs> and for that matter, you're wrong. Okay. You know, it was a great weekend for me. Uh, the boys uh, got that dub, even though it was a preseason game. They looked really, really good. Uh, special teams, touchdowns all over the place. Oh, yeah, um, the, the special teams look nice. Yeah. Uh, you know who also looked nice? Mr. Will Greer. I think he's slowly sneaking up to take that uh, that backup Second spot. spot. Yeah. Over Ben DiNucci? Is he still there? Ben DiNucci's third string right now. Oh, no, he's fourth string. Yeah. So I, th- I don't think he's going to last. I think he'll get booted to the practice squad. But um, if you guys want to listen to Under the Silver Lake, go back and listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts at. Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher. And uh, thanks to the Prescribed Films Network, you can also listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. So go to www.prescribedfilms.com and check us out there. Uh, you can check us out, The Movie Defenders. Attack of the Killer podcast and uh, a bunch of other great podcasts as well. Um, social media, very easy to find us on these social media accounts Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, the Twitter is at Cinnamon405, or you can email us. Easiest, fastest way to uh, get a hold of us C I N E M E N 921 at gmail.com. Um, and that is how we can uh, contact you or you can contact us. Uh, new top five every week, some recent watches and recommendations. Uh, we go through it all. Um, Craig, we also go through Rodeo Cinema, and we're going to have a special event this Thursday at Rodeo Cinema. Go ahead and let everybody know what we're going to be doing this Thursday. Yeah, so this Thursday we're going to be doing a Q&A and watching a showing of the movie The Room with um, – Oh, help me with the name again. Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero. Um, so, yeah, we're just this Thursday at 5.30. Doors open up at 5. Uh, you guys okay. can. The movie and the show starts at 7 p.m. So uh, you guys can go in there and, and check it out. Uh, you can meet Greg Sestero <coughs> and watch the room for 20 bucks. But if you use our code, OHIMARK, um, you get ten. You get fifty uh, percent off your ticket purchase. You can get in for ten bucks. Um, that's O H H I M A R K. Um, and Craig, let everybody know why O High Mark is is the the pre pre sale code. Because that's like that. That was the big phrase coming out of the movie The Room. Um, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, James Franco kind of made it really big in his version of uh, The Room and The Disaster Harvest. Um, and it's just when you if, if you go and you and it's, you've never seen the movie, 
Um, it's it's a cult classic. Um, so yeah, many consider it to be the worst movie of all the times. Of all the times. Um, but at the same time, it is considered a cult classic. There's a big following for it. A lot of people like to watch it. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think it's going to be a good time, fun time. I've personally never seen The Disaster, or the, the, room. the room. I've seen The Disaster Artist, and they kind of show it at the end clips that it mirrors it pretty well. Um, so I think it's just going to be a, a cool time to, to be able to see it for the first time and meet somebody who was in the movie. Yeah, me too. Never seen it as well. Looking forward to it this Thursday. Um, but now, let's get into some movie news. Turn it up, as they say. Turn it up, Craig. I can't. Turn, turn it up. Um... Guys, I'm going to start off with some box office news. Dragon Ball Z Superhero. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, I guess, is the name of the movie. $20 million opening weekend. So um, it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. There you go. $20 million opening weekend. Uh, Ed, just in time for our anime episodes, getting ready to pop out next a week from Thursday, September the 1st, with me, Edward, and our special guest, um, coming in at number two is Beast with $11 million. Number three, Bullet Train uh, with $8 million. Number four, guys, is still Top Gun Maverick with $4 million. No, $5.9 million in, in this past weekend. DC Super Pets, $5.7 million. Thor Love and Thunder finishes out at $4 million this weekend. Um, it's actually what, insane. What, the Top Gun news? Yes, that it's still <laughs> producing. Like, we just talked about. What movie did we talk about last Monday? Bodies, bodies, bodies. What did we talk about Thursday? Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. It has been out for how long? And it didn't even make that in its entirety. Yeah. Top Gun made that in like week 19 yeah. in the box office. Uh, also, guys, Netflix releases uh, reveals the release date for Knives Out 2. Glass Onion um, comes out this November in very select theaters, also uh, just on Netflix. Do you guys think that's going to take anything away from a Knives Out sequel because of how awesome the first one was? Or are you going to be like, eh, I'm still going to sit at home and check it out? Potentially. I mean... I'm going to be if, if it's available to watch at home, I'm going to watch it at home. I'm just not. Knives Out was good, but it's not a movie that I deem necessary to see on the biggest screen possible. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder will be on Disney Plus on September the eighth, I believe, the second Thursday of uh, September. Um, not really a lot of other stuff coming out. Um, Jurassic World gets an extended cut. On Blu-ray, 4K, and streaming. So just when I thought that movie couldn't really get any longer, they have a freaking extended cut. Um, I I don't even know. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna check it out. I bought the movie. I don't know why. Um, what do you guys think of House of Dragons? I know that's getting either that either already aired or it 
is getting ready to air. It aired last night. Do you think it's too soon with how bad season eight was of Game of Thrones? <laughs> or I mean, the season eight wasn't necessarily bad. I don't think just it left bad just, taste in people's mouths. Yeah. No, I don't think it's too soon. I think it might be the better thing for it. For that, did matter. you check it? Did you check it out, Ed? Or I have go for not. that matter again. I did. But I did. we'll know, talk about I, it in recent watches. I don't know. Just yeah. Uh, yeah, not really, not really a lot of uh, heavy news coming out. Um, we talked a whole lot about some movie news last week. Um, that we so, did. That we did. So that being said, let's get into. Um, I think we're gonna hold off, and uh, we'll talk some uh, some some CDR. You know, the weather's getting cooler. We might need some. Uh, you might need some new headphones. Headphone season is coming in. A lot of people use headphones. Put the beanies on. You can hide them if you're at work or something. Rat yep. bastards. Um, I'm not right. CDR Electronics, well, 1604 West I-240 Service Road, right here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Check them out as CDR serves the OKC metro area with the best value for your electronics, uh, whether it be headphones, tablets, watches, iPhones, uh, computers, desktops laptops tvs video games uh and speaking of video games you can check out and pick up madden 23 uh for half the price you know why pay 70 dollars for it when you can pay 50 bucks for it so cdr has always been good to me and uh i appreciate everything that you can go pick up uh from cdr that is one of the main reasons why the shelf behind me is as girthy as the way it is thanks to the fine people at cdr again CDR Electronics, 1604 West I-240 Service Road. And if you walk in the door and you look and you still don't buy anything, let them know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you. So, uh, but guys, let's get into uh, maybe some recent watches and recommendations. Uh, Ed, we'll start with you. You check anything new or fun or exciting out? Yeah, man. Uh, so, Orphan, First Kill. Uh, check that out. Uh did you go to the theater? I don't know. No, I did not. I watched it at home. Of course you did. On a pair. <laughs> um, damn it, Johnny. Uh, I watched it at home. I uh, did, however, go to the theater. Hold on a second. Draft. Craig, did you see it? Orphan First Kill? No, I don't care about it. That's in my recent watches. Edward, I thought it was pretty fucking amazing. I thought it was pretty cool. The two twists that I, I did not see that twist coming. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody out there, but I didn't see the twist where the mom was involved the way she was. I kind of did. Just of course, of, of, of course you did. No, Edward saw it a mile, mile away. No, 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 not very far uh, at all for that matter. Here we go. I had my suspicions when the one line is uttered when, yeah, um, as well as when when the one boy you know says his line as well what's the line you're not going to spoil the movie when he says the line uh you know i killed esther you know all that all this you know uh you killed esther he doesn't say that though until the mother reveals the whole plan right but i mean don't wrong like with that that was yeah that I don't know. That was kind of just his way of trying to be a dominant, but 
that obviously failed. You know, I didn't. I didn't. I've never seen the first one, and I'm like, you know what? What? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I know, right? And I didn't know that the second one was going to be a prequel. And I was oh. about to watch the first one like a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh no, the the second one is a prequel. So I'm just going to wait and watch it after, after that. So not knowing anything about the first orphan movie, I really did enjoy how this one set up the first, the actual first one. So this one goes ahead and actually ties in a few things uh, that she was taught. Uh, it ties it in to uh, the original, for that matter. Good, good. But, uh, you know, I, I honestly, it's cool. yeah, I honestly enjoyed it. Like, you know, it was only like an hour and 40 minutes. You, it wasn't, it didn't spend too much time on, on anything outlandish. I thought it was unique. Again, I thought, I probably thought it was unique because I haven't seen the first one. Um, I saw in the movie theaters and the movie theater was half packed, probably about 20, 25 people. Um, and with that being a Paramount Plus movie, I was like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm glad that many people went out to go see it. Um, I would honestly, I think I gave it a seven. I, I, I enjoyed it for, for what it was. That's pretty yeah. fair. What I, about I you? I agree. Yeah, seven? I would agree seven. Yeah. Um, what else I you also, check out? I did go to the theater. And I seen Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Uh, man, gotta love it. That thing was nostalgia meets new meets a little bit of a mix, for that matter. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna spoil it for any of you guys out there. If you really want to go see it, if you're if you've like if you've been wanting something since Dragon Ball Z, like the Cell Saga. You need to go see it because they finally do my boy justice. Finally do him justice. Uh, he's got he can hold his own. So yeah. Uh, not only that, but if you expect to see Goku and Vegeta throughout the whole thing, you are sorely mistaken. And that was one of the best things I thought about it. It was predominantly the big two are Gohan and Piccolo, and it was kind of their story along with other uh, villainous characters and some of the Z fighters. So, Fajitas. Yeah, you... Was that with or without vegetables? <laughs> uh, without vegetables. Bulma was on the other side of the universe. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, if you expect to see Goku and Vegeta the entire time, sadly mistaken. Go see it, though. Amazing movie. You said this um, is more of a Piccolo movie? Piccolo and Gohan. Yes. So, yeah. I like, I like the great sand, man. I like Piccolo no. with a little bit of mustard. I know. I know. Not I heard he was badass in this movie. How many oh. stars would you give uh, Superhero Ed? Fucking 10. Oh my god. Like 10 thrown up. Okay. I can't believe Legitly. I'm talking anime with you in just two weeks. <clears throat> Legitly, like, the ones that I get into, like, I've been into Dragon Ball since I was like 7 or 6 or something like that, dude. For 20, 24 years, okay. Anybody who got into anime started with Dragon Ball. Not anybody, but ninety percent of us. Like anybody, anybody twenty-five and older, it's one of the two. And I hope Dragon you're Ball ready, or Naruto. I hope you're ready That's next it. week, or Gundam. Oh, I, I, Gundam I hope too. And yeah. dude, I am. I've been you better, doing a lot of research, so yeah, because uh, you better grab this anime horn, horn by the oh. bulls, and yeah, you, you better, you better, you better drive this ship because I don't know how. How well I'm gonna do talking a bunch of anime, but nah, you week, got it. Week number two, September the eighth, we're talking. Is it Akira? 
the movie from the 80s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I picked that nice. shit. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else did you check out? Anything else? Man, just uh, just kind of been practicing on my uh, side hobby right now, uh, trying to get better at it. Uh, other than that, you know, that's been kind of it. I uh, honestly kind of forgot about Dragon Ball Super being out until the day after it came out. Because I was going to see it Friday, but I ended up seeing it Saturday. So there's that. But yeah, that's those are the only two that are worth noting for that matter. Ah. Uh. For that matter, motherfucker really wants a shirt, don't he? Um, <laughs> it, it, I just, I don't even think about it. It I'm just sorry. comes out. Yes, it does. Uh, like sap coming out of a tree. Um, and so people after, don't like sap. After bodies <laughs> last week, after bodies, I checked out the Tree of Seas. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, A24 is pretty, it was okay, honestly. Uh, Leprechaun, Friday the 14th, terrible. Under the Silver Lake, if you guys want to hear the review with uh, me, Craig, and Edward, go check it out. Uh, Farewell, Amour, was a Criterion release that I checked out. It was, it was okay. Dirty Dancing is always a joy. Earth, Orphan, First Kill, really enjoyed it. Uh, First Cow, for an upcoming A24 episode. I enjoyed Men, watching that for today's episode. But you want to know what I kind of watched, and I didn't want to enjoy it, but you know what I ended up enjoying? She-Hulk. I I didn't want to enjoy it, and I saw how the runtime was only thirty minutes. Um, but you know what? I think having Bruce Banner in almost the entire episode was smart. And what can I say? It's Mark Ruffalo. When Mark Ruffalo's on the screen, whether it's him or Smart Hulk, he's really really funny. Um, and I, I and I I think it's because of Mark Ruffalo. I didn't like the CGI from the way the She-Hulk looked. I didn't even like the CGI from the way the Hulk looked. He he looked not up to par either. But you know what? Um, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Tatiana, who plays She-Hulk, they were funny together. They had tremendous chemistry. And you know what? If I had to give a star rating to episode one, I would honestly probably give it a six. Like, you know, it's, it's it's fine, but Mark Ruffalo stole the show, and they were both just real funny together. Craig, did you get to watch episode one at least? Nope. No? I don't plan to watch that. No. I'm not interested. I I would suggest to watch it just for Mark Ruffalo. It's, what up, Nick H? It's, it's funny, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's worth the watch. So... I'll, yeah. I'll probably check it out, but I have no desire. <laughs> um, I don't want the, to give them credit when they half-ass the CGI. Yeah. Uh, and then I... Uh, Orphan First Kill, like I said during Ed's rewatch, um, it was a fun movie, fun horror movie. I, I was surprised it was rated R. Um, you know, if I could sit here and nitpick it. But I can also just sit here and appreciate how original a prequel it was and how they, you know, just kind of gave you a twist and um, fun horror movie. And I think that's what a good horror movie needs to do is to just make you go in there and have fun. So I would recommend that. Go see it in theaters or go check it out on Paramount+. Plus. Craig, what about you? you check anything out this uh, week that was fun? Um, I got Madden and I've been playing Madden a lot. 
I, even though I said I wouldn't, I tried it and I thought it was pretty good this year. A lot better than enough for me to justify buying it. Um, so what was better about it? It just feels smoother, in my opinion. Like, yes, there's some issues with the O-line and how fast the line breaks down and you can get to the court. But, like, it's just the 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 field sense that they added to it is better. Um, the pinpoint passing is better. Um, I just feel like when you go up for an interception, it's not in an animation. Like, it's actually a 50-50. I just think they improved on some, a few I, things here. And there. I I did get to do an interception with a guy who reached over a player and snatched the ball. You know how that happens in real life, and he kind of hugs the receiver, but he still has the ball. And it that, takes that, it, yeah. yeah, that that animation did happen in the game, and I was like, okay, that's that looks pretty good. You yeah. know, year, years past in in PS3, PS2 the ball would just go through the receiver, yeah. you know, or even last year, you know, it would still kind of look a little off, but no, yeah, I agree. It's a little bit more polished. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of the best. Uh, I, I'd say it's probably the best since 2015. Do you, uh, you give star ratings to video games, Craig? Uh, I'd give Madden a seven. I think it's still the same old Madden, but I think they improved it enough to, Make me very interested for NCAA next year. Um, so, other than that, been watching preseason, uh, watched Men for the episode, and uh, I watched uh, House of Dragons. What'd you think? Uh, it's different because it's set, I think it's 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. Um, so, current Game of Thrones era. Um, and so I think once you kind of get past the point of there's going to be zero characters that I know in this movie, only kind of last name and housing, like, uh, you know, the, the house of dragons, the Targaryens, that kind of stuff. Once you get past that, um, it was kind of, I wouldn't say difficult to understand the route they're going, but it's just, it's a. I think they're just going to do like a battle for who's claiming rights to the Iron Throne for when the Targaryens held the Iron Throne. Because, you know, in, in Game of Thrones, it was held by... Um, Lannisters. Yes. Well, Baratheons, sorry. Yeah. So um, I think that's just throughout their going. Um, it was pretty brutal in a couple scenes, but... Uh, brutal as in like just gore? Like, yeah, they're like beating the shit out of this dude's arm and then it finally breaks off. Like, they break it first and then they cut it off. And then it shows like a pile. Yeah. It's pretty brutal, but um, so, it's about uh, an hour 10-minute watch, I think. Golly. Per episode. Are there any other houses other than the Targaryens that we know of? Or are there like Starks, Baratheons, or No, I, I think it's I think it's really just dealing with the Targaryens right now. I mean, there's other houses in it, but in episode one, it's really just dealing with them and who owns, who who is going to be the heir to the Iron Throne. Okay. Okay. So, spoiler alert for episode one. Jeez. Uh, if you guys do want to have any recommendations of your own, 
Uh, don't forget, this is recent watches, and you guys can uh, hit us up on the social. Send us in some of your recommendations or recent watches. And you know what? Some listeners' recommendations have turned into episodes. So hit us up and uh, talk to us because uh, we enjoy it. Um, yeah. But speaking of enjoying it, Ed, he enjoys an icy cold beverage every now and again. Ed, let him know what you're drinking. Man, uh, so if you go ahead and hit up OKC Soda Company, it is literally one of the best things out there. You can go ahead and get any of their sodas online. or Well, not online, but at, what is it, Crest? Crest. Crest. Hit up the Crest, for Jesus' sakes. <laughs> uh, OKC Soda is the crafts, uh, craft soda company of Oklahoma. Super unique flavors like strawberry shortcake and blueberry acai. Uh, made with pure cane sugar and all natural flavors. They have the new watermelon flavor, lemonade flavor. That was just in time for uh, summer. They've got flavors like orange cream soda, all that good stuff right there. So if you haven't tried anything unique or anything, or, or maybe a Coke or whatever is boring to you anymore, try one of these OKC sodas. I, I promise you, you'll, you'll be pleased. They aren't heavy. Yeah, that's very true. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, guys. It is time for the truth. Some uh, some truth facts about the episode that we're talking about here today. Men um, should be pretty interesting. Truth is, it's disturbing. Uh. Alex Garland's third feature film that he has directed, um, Sonia Mizuno has acted in all of them, though just a voice performer in this film. Uh, that one spoiler. Actors Jesse Buckley and Gail Rankin have both previously portrayed Queen Victoria in Doolittle 2020 and The Greatest Showman 2017, respectively. Um, man, a lot of these are spoilers. Uh, but the plastic mask of a blonde woman that the young Jeffrey wears clearly symbolizes the lack of women in the town and obsession with femininity. The rest of these are spoilers. Um, but I'm going to say this last one and then we'll move on because the, the rest of them are pretty, pretty heavily in spoilers. Prior to the reveal that the men in the village are all the same in oh no that's just that's just too thick spoiler too thick on the spoilage too girthy on the spoilage um so again with this movie being brand new we will go back to maybe some of the truth a little later on down we'll probably mention some of it in the actual review um but we yeah should do that. yeah but uh guys it's time. And it is time to get ready to talk about Red and Blue's Pizza. Red and Blue's Pizza not only sponsors the show, but it, they are a heavy favorite of the top five. Red and Blue's Pizza, 405-602-2838, located right here at 4500 South May Avenue in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They're open Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Red and Blue's Pizza they have amazing pizza, great deals. They also have uh, cheese bread. 
uh, sandwiches, wings, gyros. They just now introduced cheeseburgers. They also have cinnamon sticks. So go check them out. Uh, like I said, they are the main sponsor and the only sponsor for the top five. They have proclaimed that this is their segment. So the top five is sponsored by Red and Blue's Pizza. As uh, You can go in there and order a, a top five of your own and get whatever five uh, toppings that you would like on your pizza. So check them out. Red and Blue's Pizza located right here in Oklahoma City. Uh, but speaking of the top five, let's dig into it. All right, guys, this week, this entire month of August, the top fives have been A24 themed. This week, we are talking our top five A24 men characters. So a few weeks ago, we talked about our top five A24 female characters. This week, because we're talking about men, we're talking about our top five male A24 characters. So before we get started, does anybody have any honorable mentions? No. I'm going to rapid fire through mine. Craig, do you have any? Yeah, I got a few. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Juan from Moonlight. Mershala Mer, Mer, uh, Ali. He's only in it for a little bit, but that's why he's an honorable mention. Uh, Adam, played by Jake Gyllenhaal from Enemy. And then my official honorable mention is going to be uh, Gawain from The Green Knight. Craig, what about you? Uh, my two are Andrew Garfield. And James Franco. Number five. Five. Uh, number five for me is going to be Robert Pattinson. But what movie you say? Robert Pattinson plays Connie in Good Time. Um, this movie is uh, hands on your knees, palms sweaty, sitting on the edge of your seat from start to finish. Uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson gives a thrilling performance as Connie, and he is a just an unbelievable character from start to finish. So number five uh, favorite male character is going to be Connie from uh, Good Time. So, Craig, number five for you? Uh, number five for me is going to be uh, Lakeith Stanfield uh, from Uncut Gems. Nice. That's a good number five. Good number five. Uh, Edward, number five for you. Craig, I feel like I'm following you. Uh, literally, same. Uh, I, I, he, he makes it good to where, you know, like you're, you, you kind of want to dislike his character. Uh, Lakeith Sanfield, Uncut Gems for that matter as well. Uh, he, he makes you want to like unlike his character for that matter just because he's such a jerk in several different scenes to you know, Adam Sandler's character. So, you know, you're, you're, you're rooting for Adam Sandler the whole time. And he's just a complete douche to him, to be honest. So yeah, he's Stanfield. <laughs> wow. Bringing uh, 12 years ago, huh? It's, you know, it's sad more that that song played is it's more sad that, you know, the time frame of that song. Number four, I was a senior. Four. 
<laughs> Number four for me is going to be uh, Bobby, played by Willem Dafoe um, from the Florida Project, man. Uh, I highly recommend this movie, even though the tenets in this movie are complete. I'm just going to say it, trailer trash. I don't want to mean to offend anybody, but that's how they proceed to be in this movie. Um, this complete, complete trash. Uh, they're rude to, to Willem Dafoe's character. They trash his hotel complex. Uh, they do anything they can to disrupt the employees, the customers, uh, the people who are just visiting. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, Willem Dafoe and his character in this movie is genuine, heartfelt, and he goes out of his way to protect the little girls and their mom in this movie even though he doesn't need to. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much with going into it, but honestly, I really kind of wanted to move him up a little bit more in the movie. Um, but the Florida project is outstanding and Willem Dafoe is just that much more. So number four for me is going to be uh, Bobby played by Willem Dafoe uh, for the Florida project. Craig, number four for you. <coughs> uh, number four for me is going to be Oscar Isaac and ex machina. Uh, he plays the character Nathan, who is, um, from what I can recall, uh, he's a programmer, um, just a, a guy, you know, a, a big entrepreneur, programs things. Um, and the way that he plays the character uh, Caleb, played by Dom, Domnog Leeson, uh, the way he just manipulates him and plays him, um, like Oscar, like, we were all kind of stunned with Oscar Isaac's performance in Moon Knight, how he just flips the switch. He got it from that. He flips the switch like it's nothing in that movie, and it's just a damn good role and film. So, Edward, number four for you, sir. Number four for me, I am going to go ahead and choose... Oh, hi, Mark, from uh, Midsummer, Will Poulter. Uh, you know... Will Poulter, yeah, he played Mark in Midsummer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's just an ass, you know, wanting to steal someone else's uh, subject matter for their paper, wanting to go ahead and just desecrate, maybe unknowingly, but desecrate religious or sacred religious things from this, tri this uh, village. So, I mean... Yeah, dude, dude's an asshole, and he gets what uh, comes. Well, he, he he gets what what's his though. I was about to say, I, I was literally about to say that exact same phrase. So yeah, you we'll guys are getting you guys are getting paid. Oh no, <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Will Poulter, I, I, I no. like him, and he's always a freaking, always great at being a jerk, always good at it. Yeah, he looks like Sid. Yeah, it's he really ingrained into our DNA to think he looks, he's a jerk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he needs to do that role grown up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Live action. Three. Uh, number three for me is going to be uh, si um, Mikey, played by Simon Rex um, from the movie Red Rocket. Okay. That Have movie was terrible. Yes. Have you seen it? I watched it. Yes. I'm glad you watched it. Um. But you know what? Even though the movie was not really up to par, 
I have to put him in this because of how outlandish and insanely good he played a piece of shit guy. You know, he 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 did what you wanted to do in that movie. Um, Mikey is a washed up porn star who returns to his small town in Texas. Um, not that anybody really wants him back. And, you know, <laughs> he shows up out of nowhere to that first lady's house and she's like, what the hell are you doing here? What do you think about the the ending scene where they take his cash and he's ass naked running to that lady's house? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I, anyway, I, I'll, have, I'll have to go back and refresh it. I don't remember the ending. Even though the movie is two hours and ten minutes, it's twenty minutes longer than it should be. Um, like I like like honestly, me and Craig say it's not really the best A twenty four movie, but his performance, man, is just you know what? It makes me remember that movie. And it makes that movie kind of just it hits you in the feels, even though he's a, a fuck up and, you know, he's taken advantage of everybody he comes across. Um, he, he, the actor, you know, Simon. Uh, Cal? No, Simon. Simon, uh, Rex. Simon Rex just really makes Mikey stand out as a as a character. As a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got to give him props. Uh, you know he's in a he's in a rap group with um, oh who is the the short kid that was on MTV? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about the one who was on uh, was he on Punked? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's in a rap group with them called the. Uh, off to look it up. I can't remember. It's a funny ass group though. They don't do it anymore. Uh, but that's my number three, Mikey from Red Rocket. Uh, Craig, who's your number three? My number three is uh, Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems. Um, steps out from his norm and completely nails the oh, just kind of Boston jeweler gambler. Uh, just kind of, I don't know. It's just he he nails the role. It's really good. Um, he, he steps out from really anything that he's ever done, and it's just a good role. So it's my number three. Good role, Edward. Number three for you, sir. Number three for me. I'm going to go with uh, Stephen Yin, and I am going to go ahead and have him as Jacob from Minari. Yes, uh, <laughs> Minari. Don't me wrong, this is a little bit biased, but at the same time, I thought he was wonderful in it. Uh, he's been one of my guys since, you know, Walking Dead, of course. Uh, you know, that's where I was introduced to him. But ever since then, like, almost anything he comes into or is acting in or whatever, I, I want to watch. Literally, for me, Walking Dead, when he, when he got killed, it was over for me. Like, I, I was good. Uh, so literally, to see him branch out and do these movies and all that like this and like nope and different things like that that he's done over these years uh i've loved it and i, I can't wait to see him in more ed was like ricky <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Two. uh yeah <laughs> johnny what's your number two man you know somebody i heard somebody say the word bias earlier my number two is Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems. It's Adam Sandler in real life turned all the way up, including a little, you know, maybe a little gambling addiction there. But I just believe that uh, 
Adam Sandler is 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 the goat when it comes compared to being an actor. You know what? Yeah, he can create a funny, sleazy comedy, but then he can do stuff like Hustle, and then he can do stuff like Uncut Gems. And I really believe deep down, he is one of the greatest pure actors that is living inside of a teenager's body because he he can he can put it together dude he can really just go uncut gems proves it uh it's a movie you know put, put out by the safety brothers just like good time so uh yeah i'm being a little biased here but adam sandler for being howard is my number two man great great movie uh i could watch it from start to finish multiple times a day um I want to pause for a quick second. I found that rap group you're talking about. It's Three Loco and it's yeah. any Milanakis. Milanakis, yeah. Sorry. We are farmers. Yeah, they have a little. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I I I'm listening to all their songs. Uh, my number, number two, two is going to be what? Number two for you, sir. No, number two for me is going to be uh, Willem Dafoe um, from The Lighthouse. Uh, Dude, just he kills it. He kills it. Uh, the the lingo, the way that he acts for the time period that the movie set in. Um, the movie's black and white, so it really takes a. You have to go to another level to help make the movie feel fuller. Um, it's also shot in what was it four by three, three by four. Yeah. Um, you know the old style box set TV things. Um, the four by three isn't that like a breakfast thing at Denny's? Yeah. Uh, so you know he just had to he had to take it up a notch to like uh, Emerald Glassy, bam, kick it up a notch. Uh, he, he he knocked it out of the park too with that performance. He did, he did, uh, and you didn't have to see his dick. So whoa, <laughs> uh, number two for you, Eduardo. Number two for me. I'm going to go ahead and go semi. Similar, but not truly similar. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Robert Pattinson. Uh, Good time. Uh, I don't know. Robert Pattinson has grown on me in the past five years, three years, somewhere in there. And literally, like, you know, I'm not afraid or ashamed to admit, like, what, a year and a half, two years ago, I was like, dude, I don't know about him being the Batman. But, you know, the Batman, like. proved your ass wrong. No, 100%. I'm not afraid or ashamed to admit that at all. Like, I, I am proud to have been. You know. Oh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> nah, man, uh, the, the broadness, the uh, just the aspect ratio that he has now, his range is ridiculous. So, I mean, honestly, you know, to know that he came from a Harry Potter and Twilight, you know, as in mainstream for that matter, and then he's been just going ever since and growing ever since as well that's a huge thing and i'm happy that he proved me wrong i am purely happy with that batman as well as him in good time it was uh strange but it was cool at the same time uh and then you know lighthouse he was opposite willem dafoe for that matter so that's another one in his cap and good time and lighthouse are both a24 so there's that number one one uh, number one for me, I didn't put two and two together. This kind of just happened. So even though it's his year, it's 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 just a coincidence. Number one is going to be Denzel uh, as he plays Macbeth from the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, <laughs> the, the movie itself is a little 
hard to watch um, just because of the, the lingo that they use and it's black and white. But dude, it's Denzel doing Shakespeare and he just is the greatest of all time. I don't think you cannot put him in this conversation or this character. You know, I, I did look at this list as like what five characters entertained me, but then I did have to put, okay, what kind of movie would this be if the character and the actor did not play the character? So the actor did kind of come into play a little bit for me. Um, Denzel, man, just he just he's on a whole nother level. The dude's getting a whole month dedicated to him this year. The entire year has been dedicated to him this year. And then he's going to have an entire episode dedicated to the guy this year. So I won't spend too much time on it. Number one, Denzel Washington for, for, for playing <coughs> Macbeth, Tragedy Macbeth, number one for me. Craig? I feel like that's cheating because he was in one A24 film. And I mean, like, one, one's enough, though. Yeah, the movie was good. Was, I mean, I, well, not to me, by the way. <laughs> it was accepted well. Amongst people, yes, it's Denzel, but I feel like that's cheating, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can put on number one. Um, I'm gonna go Robert Pattinson, um, just because of, uh, and I agree with you, his range is undeniable. Um, he is able to, he, he fits the A24 narrative. Um, oh, yeah, he knocks, he goes toe to toe with Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. He is able to command a screen by himself on High Life, not High Life, um good time yeah no oh, i was high life uh, um i still haven't seen good time but johnny highly well, recommends you, it before I, a 24 month ends next week relax dude relax i got it it's on my uh, list uh, next week is the final a 24 month you have to i will watch it tonight all right uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> i mean i'm sure i'm missing another movie that he's in in a 24 the, the rover you have to check out the rover too see there's and what where was he at on your list? Mine? Yeah. He was not on my list. I thought but he was yet, number five. But yet in A24. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was number five. I have okay. him as, Con, Con, as Connie for good time. Yeah. yeah. So see, he's but on my A24, list. But in A24, he's in arguably the most number of movies compared to everyone else. He is. He plays a, a, a huge range going from High Life to The Lighthouse to what I suppose is incredible and good times. So it's like my man's got my man's got to be number one. So yeah, he's great. He's great. Edward, finish us all off. What's number one? Man, uh so Craig, me and you kind of have similar ideas, but we're reversed. Uh I am going with Sir William Willem Dafoe. Uh, I don't think he's a sir, but at the same time... Oh, he, he's going to be. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of mine have been directed sir towards D. progress, towards, you know, range, towards, you know, just the ability to make you hate that character, even though you think the actor's pretty cool. Uh, you know, different stuff like that, or even just, you know, a slight bias. This one is kind of all wrapped into one almost, because literally from Boondock Saints to, you know, playing in Spider-Man to this, uh, the lighthouse to even Antichrist, something as outlandish as that, you know, Willem Dafoe just has those freaking ranges. That is, I, I, I don't know if like, he was like, yo, Robert, come here, man. I got to talk to you or what, but like, he's 
yeah, it's incredible what he can do. And I just, Willem Dafoe is like, to me, one of the best actors <laughs> out there as in any kind of uh, specifics you need for that matter. He was like, I, Robert, come here and let's sing a shanty. <laughs> you know, don't you fuck with my lighthouse. You know, like, hold on now, what? See, but that's, so I'm looking at like a list of male actors. Yeah. And the reason I went with my list is because, like, I went based off of their performances in the A24. Yeah. I feel like you guys are kind of encompassing their entire career. Somewhat. Whereas, like, if we were to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. My list was solely based on how important they were to the movie they were in and how important they were to the character in the movie. So, okay. like, like, my number five, Connie Goodtime. Bobby for the project, uh, Red Rocket for Mikey, Howard Uncut Gems, and then Denzel. Like okay. how how good would Uncut Gems be if maybe uh, Miles Teller? Miles Teller was you know was an Uncut Gems. So I, I I graded it off of those three things: actor, the how important the character was made in the movie, other than the movie. I was about to say, okay. like, I've basically done it towards what movies I've seen them in A24, nothing else other than that. Okay. Ed, Ed, okay. Edward, Edward put all the names in the hat and just took them out of there. <laughs> and but, at number five. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, with, you know, Robert Pattinson, including that with his entire works, and Willem Dafoe and even Stephen Yin, uh, it, it's just I find them, you know, really good. And, like, A, for me... If I didn't know those actors and was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Sure. You know, because I was like, Minari. Okay. All right, and, guys. You know, yeah. So if, uh, yeah, Edward, you're number one. Uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Craig's your number one, Robert Pattinson. Uh, mine was Denzel. If you guys want to play along, let us know your top five men characters from A24 movies or your top five male characters in A24 movies. Mine We're was... I'm changing it. Mine's all five from the movie that we're talking about today. There you go. We're sharing it uh, next Monday in the email segment uh, right here on the podcast. If you can even get it in now, go ahead and stick it in. Get it in now, and I'll read it before the, this episode is over. Get it so, in. Get it in. Get in where you fit in. But speaking of what we're talking about today, today we are talking all about Men, the recent A24 horror film uh imdb gives it a 6.1 rotten tomatoes is at 69 percent the meta score is at 65 percent and the uh google users have it at 50 percent with a box office of 10.8 million dollars at the box office this horror film came out may 20th 2020 um a young woman goes on a solo vacation to the english countryside following the death of her ex-husband starring jesse buckley Rory uh, Kinner, Papa Isidu, Gail Rankin, uh, Sarah Twomey, and uh, directed by Alex Garland. Uh, speaking of Alex Garland, we always have a little director highlight before we dig into the movie. Uh, Alex Garland, really known for just directing Annihilation, Ex Machina, and Men. Guys, out of those three films, which one would probably be your favorite? I think everybody's probably going to agree on Ex Machina. Yeah. That's mine for show. So uh, let's oh. dig into it, guys. Uh, let's let's dig into Men. Um, it's a strange movie, like I said. Uh, you guys can check it out. It's uh, currently 
you can uh, rent it on Prime Video uh, for $5.99, or you can purchase it. Um, I'll read it again. A young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death of her ex-husband. Um, first time versus now, guys. I think this was the first time for all of us uh, to watch it, even though it's yep. been out since May. Um, so in a few short words, uh, as soon as the uh, the film was over, Ed, what was your thought? Uh, makes Under the Silver Lake look tame. This is creepy. This this is creepy. Craig Under the Silver Lake was just a Craig? little stalkerish. Uh, I have I have two kind of small sentences. Uh, first one was turn it off. Second one I sent to our group chat. It was I'm done with A24. <laughs> so yeah, that was my thoughts. Um, my instant word as soon as this was over was how. How what? How? And why? You know how. You you know why he's asking how. Yeah, like how. Um, again, I don't know maybe necessarily if it was good or bad. We're going to get into it. But, uh, yeah, very, uh, very, very interesting. And we are definitely going to uh, get into it today. So let's get ready to go ahead and uh, talk about men. Um, meeting Jeffrey and Harper right off the bat, you know, first off, you got the uh, the opening scene of James kind of falling from the sky. Um, and, you know, as soon as I see him falling, I'm like, is this movie going to be end up raining men by the end of the movie? Is it gonna yeah. be ra- <laughs> is it gonna be raining men? What what is this about here? Um, what do you guys think of James's fall from grace? Um, it was it was oh. kind of a uh, hey <laughs> yo, what's up, Nick? We're we're talking men. You uh you came in on us as soon as men was over. What was your thought? What was I thought? As soon as you saw that, 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 that scene and you know what scene we're talking about? Yeah. What was your, what well, was your final thought? Because this was the first time watch for you as well, right? This was the first time watch for me, indeed. Um, just a lot of oh, <laughs> so much confusion going on. <laughs> I was like, this is A24. This is, it's like, it's arts, but it's disturbing at the same time. I like that. I like how you said confusion. And you know what? This is just A24. So, and you know what? I, I don't think we could talk about an A24 horror film if we didn't have Nick from Friday the 14th on. So, uh-huh. kind of just came in here on us on the on the backside. Came in right here on the backside on us. So, had to just bring you in and uh, talk about some A24 with us. So, what about you guys? Ed Ed was just getting ready to uh, talk about the fall from heaven from James. Uh, kind of at this point, you're going like, okay, you know, what's going on here? Is this, you know, a suicide? Is it just like was pushed, you know, got in a fight with somebody? You're going, what happened here? You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, are they going forward from this? Is this a backtrack kind of thing? You know, it's kind of like, what's next? 
So this caught my attention because it's just like, okay, I, I want to know the story. I want to bite into that apple, that proverbial apple. So it's just kind of like, what's next in that matter for me, at least, with this particular scene? Uh, Craig, Nick, you guys want to jump in? What did you think? You know, I, 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 I really did think it's A24 the, at the end of the movie. That it's going to be raining men. That's literally what I thought. Uh, I, I honestly had no clue. I was just like, you know, what the hell's going on? I mean, you know, honestly, I, I just don't know. Like, I've I've learned to tell myself, do not expect anything with A twenty four. So, I mean, kind of like you know, four K bad guys said over here. It's kind of a, a, a disturbing as well as art, and it's kind of you know they like twists. They like. It's either one or the other. It's either Marcel the Shell or the Lighthouse kind of thing. It's almost nothing in between. It's one or the other. So you're kind of wondering, okay, what's going on here? What's the twist? You know, this is the same guy that did, you know, Ex Machina. So what is he doing here kind of deal? You know, um, yeah, you just go forward from that first scene. And I personally just let them explain the story. You know, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. If you just sit back and let it explain out to you, you do get a very well, simple, creepy, eerie, very well shot horror film. Um, you know, and it starts going crazy in the last 20, 20 minutes 30. or so. But you meet Jeffrey, you meet Harper. What do you guys think of the stuff that gets real juicy with the flashbacks? And again, this is a brand new movie. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out now. You can rent it because uh, everything after this is we're going to we're going to be spoiling the hell out of it. So we're at an hour and one minute. If you're listening to us audio wise, go back, listen or watch the movie and then come back and, and check us out. Finish this up because um, throughout the whole movie, you get the flashbacks of what led to the divorce. You get the James and the Harper uh, arguing scenes, which. I'm not a fan of arguing on screen unless it's marriage story. Cause let's face it here. That's some of the best dialogue ever written, but it worked very, very well in this movie. James and Harper arguing throughout the whole movie uh, to get to, to have when, when they're done, he punches the hell out of her and it gets physical. What'd you guys think? Did you like the flashbacks of the arguing? Um, Craig, we can start with you and then we'll go down. Yeah, next. Um, I mean, it, it's, so, I mean, you see, obviously, you see him falling from the sky at the beginning of the movie. And then you see that, you know, when they start the flashbacks, they're they're talking, they're arguing. She has a bloody nose. So, you know, like, some shit's going on. They're, they had issues. And I think it's, it does a good mix of adding the the past to the now because you understand why she's on her own. You understand why she moved to this place to be um, secluded. Secluded, and so um, it's it's a nice mixture between the two, and it, it doesn't. The flashbacks don't hinder the story. If anything, it kind of accelerates it and pushes it forward because you're getting two stories at once, and they're kind of they're they're colliding. You know, you're you're, you're figuring out the 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 main plot of the story, as well as the flashbacks, all kind of in the same timeline, and so I think it's I think it's set up pretty well. You're peeling back that onion. 
Every time, every yeah. <laughs> man, no, I'll agree. I mean, honestly, with the flashbacks, they added a bit more realism for that matter. Uh, I mean, you know, anybody who's been in a relationship, marriage, not marriage, uh, even a past relationship that you know has been over for a while or is over currently, uh, arguing it is a real thing of life, uh, it happens, you know. Um, Two people do not always agree, you know, so with that going into it, I, you know, was like, okay, yeah, you know, and some people take it to that extreme to where, well, if I can't live without you, then I I just don't want to live, you know, kind of thing. Um, That's Relationship Status 101 by Edward right here, guys. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I like the realism. It, it, it you know, it, it comes from a realistic point. Uh, with that, the, the suicide, uh, um, thought as well as the punch, those are some of the extreme sides of it. Uh, unluckily, you know, she got to handle that. So, I mean, there's that part of it that is unlucky, but, you know, unfortunately it does happen. And that's another part of that realism. Uh, and that, that's on both sides of that coin, not just the one. So, yeah. Yeah. Um Nick, you're 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 the horror fanatic, man. What did you think of this being like subtitled a horror film? Did you feel horror vibes throughout the entire movie? Or when did you kinda when did you kind of feel those vibes and do you think it's okay to call this a horror movie? Well, in the first part of the movie I was kind of a little we got you in. No, no, just wait, no wait. <laughs> um but uh I would say it's whenever you get to like the tunnel area. Ooh. Uh you start getting that uh creepy, get the shills, like it's just very unsettling. It starts off real light and then it gets all creepy and shit. Well, how how creepy is like she's she's doing the echoes in the tunnel. How creepy is it that they set it up to have like that song kind of take over her echoes and it's like I'm like, dude, I I never want to hear the song again <laughs> in my life. That was really and, creative. And and not only after the, the echo, but like as soon as she does another loud one when she's almost in the middle of the tunnel, what do you would you what were you guys thinking honestly when you saw that shadow figure pop out of the other end and just start running towards her? Under the silver lake? Yeah. Because it was like the exact same thing in that movie. Like he's he's getting chased by somebody. But you couldn't I, even I, see the figure though, like it's just no. a shadow. So yeah, I mean, you kind of think that there's just something in the woods that maybe resembled a man, and that's why they're like, that's kind of where I was getting like, okay, it's probably something that looks like a man, and so there's like this big group of them or something, and that's why they're called men, but I was like, dude, when he starts chasing her in that tunnel, like, nope, nope, I'm getting out, nope. Yeah, what well, the movie called, man, I was expecting men and uh you started off the movie with a man falling off <laughs> like nope you aren't misled that's just one that's just man that's man there's no, there's no men there's man okay maybe it is misleading but <laughs> well i mean so i think the biggest part of the title is because the 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 main men group for that matter in that little country town or whatever like all the guys at the bar, the cop, the uh, the 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 woods guy, for that matter, 
the owner of the house or the landlord, all these different guys are basically played by the same dude. You know, so it, it, it's kind of making itself known that, like, hey, this is, in a way, all men are kind of the same. It's not necessarily true cookie cutter, but it, it's kind of going with that. And I think this, honestly, I'm going to say, like, some people will call it misogynistic, or some people will call it, like, you know, it kind of, either way. But I think it was, I think a lot of it was her like her mind playing tricks on her for that matter because she's mulling all this stuff over she's walking out in this entire different area alone for that matter um maybe feeling very vulnerable and i mean honestly you know when you feel vulnerable it your your head plays tricks on you your eyes they play tricks on you so i mean to me i'm kind of like okay i don't think necessarily a lot of this was I'm going to kind of hate to say this, but kind of like Fight Club-ish. Um, a lot of it was kind of just like inner thoughts, you know? And I'm not saying like the blood and all that stuff where it didn't happen. I'm just saying like her seeing the same person in that guy, you know, in everybody was not necessarily actuality. It was just in her head being processed as this because she's going through a grief stage, you know, just basically was trying to divorce this guy, commit suicide, you know, and all that. Um, and at this point, you know, did he it, really commit suicide? Well, no, that's why I said it. We'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, like her brain is processing a ton of stuff right now. And it, it, it's kind of one of those things to where, you know, when you, when you go looking for trouble, trouble finds you. And I'm not saying she's looking for trouble, but her mind isn't paying attention to a lot. It's singularly focused. She's trying to get out and get her head clear, but it's not. It, 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 it keeps on hitting at her, you know, over and over again. And that's why I kind of think this, this, I don't know, that it's my own interpretation on that. So well, that's take what, that out I mean, of this. I mean, if, if you're going with that, I would almost do the whole fantasy booking of that she's being haunted. Yeah. Not that, not that she's to me, and I don't know how you guys want to. You guys can jump in and agree to disagree, but I think this is more of a ghost story than anything. Well, I mean, I'll agree with that because literally, you know, like at the end when she's talking on the couch, I kind of feel like that's her mulling it over and thinking like, if I'd said this, would it have been different? Like, what would have been different? You know, could could I have? And I think it, I think. Know? I think it's real, real simple. You can you can dig in and look at it any other ways you want to, but I really do think that it's, that at the end of the day, it's a ghost story, and her ex husband committing suicide just haunted her, everywhere she went. Oh yeah, and and I, I feel like the reason everybody looks like the guy who kind of brought her in the house because that's the first guy that she saw. Yep, and that's why she's just like everybody. She's protecting it that way. Yeah, I agree. But you know this, um, Nick. What about you? What did you? What do you think? Do you think, uh, you know, if you had to kind of guess what was really going on with her, would you? What are What are some of your inner thoughts about the movie? Well, I mean, it, I mean, you would probably go into like deep thought, like uh, after witnessing, um, like I commit suicide and all that. Your mind is 
just processing it. And, um, I'm not really how, sure how long she stayed out there, like on that Airbnb type thing. It could have been two days, or I, I don't truly know the actual time frame. But, I mean... I don't think it ever truly says the time frame, but I, I don't think it was that long. I wouldn't even say... I would say less than a week, for sure. Within the week, yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe um, four days. But, so, I mean, she sees... After she's running through the tunnel, she sees the... Like, you see the dude standing there, butt-ass naked, and she takes the picture of him. Were you just kind of like, okay, this is going to be like a guy in a raincoat type thing? Or, um, like, what, what were you guys kind of leaning towards with how it was going to go? I was not expecting the nude. <laughs> no, you know, not really. This movie gives me a lot of uh, It Falls vibes. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. What are you talking about, Craig? Like when you when we first see the the naked man, where did we think it was gonna go? Like, what did you think he was? Like, just like, a guy in a rain raincoat type stalker, or like <clears throat> the 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 poster to, to me kind of like when I saw that, it kind of just made me realize that maybe. Jeffrey, and then we're talking about that guy right there in the middle. It made me feel like Jeffrey was involved the entire time. So whether it be the nude man or, you know, at the time, I didn't think that they were the same in one. But I, I just thought that Jeffrey, you know, was behind unleashing the nude man. And Jeffrey's going to come back and just Jeffrey Dahmer her ass up. So I, or... orig I originally didn't think it was any kind of weird A24 ghost story. I just originally thought that Jeffrey is a psycho and he's going to come back and have his way because with Jeffrey was the landlord and she would call him right yeah, yeah. trusted male and all that kind of betray kind of yeah, deal no I, I agree with that um, almost like then, a Texas chainsaw massacre kind of thing to where you know they would use the the hicks as like the kidnappers to bring them back to the house she's already in the house so he doesn't have to do that but I thought the old guy was a part of the was a part of the, you know, or you keeping know, her in the house. We're talking A24, let's talk X. Yeah. They, they rent out a house and the lady says, no, don't, you know, don't make the guy mad. But really the woman is the the crazy one. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. But um, I realized shit was getting wild whenever the police officer was the same as Jeffrey and the priest was the same as Jeffrey. I was like, okay, this is not a coincidence anymore. Like, like the, it's the not plot just, is starting to thicken. It's not just you've seen that and that was like meant to be in there, but it was like her 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 vision playing with her. But yeah, it's actual like these are the same on. dudes. Yeah, the bar dude, the the forest guy, the nude the guy, policeman. Whatever. The cop, yep. the landlord, uh, I think what like up to, up to ten people. The priest, the child. Yeah, oh. even the kid for that matter. You know, <laughs> what, did <laughs> you guys off, that CGI? Were you guys kind of like, uh, it's off putting? Like it felt yeah. like I was watching. Um, what's that? That Christmas movie where on the, they're they're on the train with Tom Hanks. Express. 
Yeah, it felt like that was the face of the kid. And so... I mean, I was like, all the the men, I mean, even though it's the same person, I guess they look, they look fine, but uh, the kid was very off-putting. <laughs> I'm like, I just keep focusing on some of the damn face. Like, the CGI he, is kind of... When he lifted up that mask, I was like, oh, that's some weird shit right now. <laughs> I was not expecting it to look like that. <laughs> You are the father. You are the father. You are the father. You are so, like a man child. <laughs> so so besides besides the flashbacks of James and Harper, besides the men who all look like Jeffrey, uh, you know, you, you get you do get some outstanding filmmaking in this movie. You get the the scene where she's walking in the rain on her way to the tunnel, and the score and the surroundings of the outside just look phenomenal. The cinematography of her walking but let's get to like the meat and potatoes, like you know, the arm getting stabbed, the you know, <laughs> and then he pulls out the arm. Overall, by the end of what she did with the stabbing and her being haunted by this person, um, what, what do you what do you what do you guys just honestly think at, towards the end when you know? This when the the priest comes in, you get that awkward bathroom scene where he is talking about her woman parts and he wants to do things to her. Um, what, what do you guys think? And then you know she runs away, she runs over Jeffrey, she comes back into the house, and then all of a sudden you just get the the birth and the birth. Well, what, dude, let's let's kind of go back. I, I thought when she stabbed the arm. I thought she was going to be like thinking something was happening and it was going to be her friend that she was talking to about coming and like her stabbing her. I thought that was going to be a thing, but let's not skip past the part where the dude's standing outside and the lights go off. Yeah. And then he's gone. I was just like, Oh, you're just sitting there with a blanket up. That was the the cop, right? Or no. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The cop first. Yeah. Dude, I expected some uh, uh, get out type of thing. Dude, just like charging <laughs> towards her, <laughs> like coming up to the left trying side, to, just like trying to Bobby Boucher her ass. <laughs> 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 I was just like, oh I, I shit! Dude, honestly, should have busted the door down, but because she didn't have it locked when he first hit it. And I mean, even the subtlety of the phone. The glitching of the phone, you know, showing yeah. like her screaming or, or crying or yelling or whatever it was. I think screaming, but you know, stuff like that was kind of cool, actually. You know, the little subtle things like that, or you know, the 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 snap of the lights off and then vanishes. You know, that happens a couple times, but yeah, that kind of reminded me of the scene from uh, Halloween twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, I mean, except in this movie, it's probably done a lot better. <laughs> it's like. Now you see me, now you don't. Yeah. It's like she. Uh, the, yeah, the bathroom scene when he's talking about, like, her virginity and the birth, not not the birthing, but, like, did he talk about, like, her period? Did he, did he talk about her period in there? Like, the whole he talked about something. aspect he talked, of it? Yeah, he talked about the uh, her of opening the legs and just yeah. making... I mean, and then like that that statue tomb thing that they kept showing, where it was like red and it's like the so stone carving. 
the face side is basically of a rebirth. Uh, they're gods, basically. And the other side is of fertility. So that was part of what the the naked dude or the forest dude, he basically was... He was, like, doing, carving his face up. He's yeah, nature. he was making himself the rebirth and then... Or the... Uh, the the rebirth and then basically on the other side he was part of the fertility as well because you know with the birthing scene for that matter and that was his fertility as well as rebirth coming into one and then a whole new thing going off i yeah, don't I, know i i yeah I, i'm trying to figure out what kind of drugs they'd be doing before they make these movies because like <laughs> i've never personally sat there and was like I'm going to have a dude birth another dude who's going to then birth another dude who's then going to open up his mouth and birth a dude through his mouth. Like, I've never... I mean... If, if you guys... And I'm not talking about what you might have read on the internet. Nick, we'll start with you. What do you think he was trying... The director was trying to say when the two... When, when the birth just... It, it has to be some kind of, like, metaphor... metaphor or it has all to be just the some, same. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Like, Essentially, exactly. I, like, I, and I didn't read anything about this. I was wanting to, but like, I'm just kind of done with this movie at this point. Um, but I think like, it's she's she's seeing everybody look the same as the same guy. He's birthing over and over at the same guy, and so I'm I'm wanting to think like if if we're going Ed's route of her kind of imagining everybody this way in her head, like it's just her thinking like. All guys are the same. All guys are going to cheat. All guys are going to do one or the other. They're going to hit. They're going to cuss. They're going to, you know, I'm never going to find a guy who's going to treat me right. They're all going to be evil. Basically. And that's kind of what I was, yeah. But I would like to know what his point was because I hope it's like something not what I'm thinking. Does this sound bad if I'm like, I could maybe see that if it was a female director? It does in a way. Just I know that like, sounds I, bad for me, but like uh, I, I was also thinking maybe he's trying to make it a point with like all men are created equal. It you you end up making your own choices. So yeah, all men are created and come out equal, but one could end up being a douche police officer. One could end up being a guy who commits suicide. One could end up being a guy who owns the house that wants to make sure that you're comfortable in his Airbnb. One could be a, a dirty priest that doesn't deserve his job. That's, you know, this movie is just so much that you can just open and just pick your Dissect it the way you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, there's and plenty we, of openings. Oh, there, yeah, there is plenty of <laughs> Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be like a like, couple of times, but... Like, I didn't want to rewind, but I was like, hold on, I missed something because there's no <laughs> way that I went back 10 seconds and I was like, got it. I know exactly where we are right now. I don't need to see much more than that. I thought you were going to pause it. It's like, no. oh, do I need to see that? Zoom in. <laughs> was that a CGI or how did they get that guy inside that other guy? <laughs> Is that how it works? No. <laughs> they should show this in sex ed. No, they should not. Oh. <laughs> okay, look, well, man, I think you're confused about your stuff nope. here. Leave it alone. That's a subject we should not touch. Hold on a second, though. <laughs> no, no, no. With that subject, hold on. With that subject being brought up from the great 
and powerful Wizard of Ed, do you think that that is a subliminal message that's in the movie about the director thinks about anything like that? Subliminally, yeah. Because, I mean, they're wrong, like, like you have... Or, or, you know, or is this one of those that, you know, if, if it's okay that we find science in a way that certain things can be, be like brought back or brought back from life. I'm not talking some Jurassic Park shit, but you know, maybe it, maybe, maybe the director is trying to say that it's okay for a way for somehow, some way that a male can give birth. I'm just saying anything's possible. I don't, I think you're kind of really going off on a tangent and off on a separate path. Not Jurassic Uh, Park shit either. Life finds a way, my friend. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it does, but you know, I'll, I'll uh, go, I'll go in Malcolm on your ass right now. Yeah, uh, but I mean, with, with my thinking, it's kind of just you, you. This direct, okay. Every director has their own, their own thoughts and seeing of what their subject matter is, and whether or not that's brought out in their eyes or from their eyes to your eyes. Because they can go ahead and direct this and actually think about it one whole way, and you're thinking about it a whole different way. But I think that it's kind of a it's kind of a film that deals with the misogynistic patriarchy, and it's 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 a film that kind of does put out like, you know, all men are kind of the same, and that's why I'm like thinking: is this from her like inner thoughts? You know what I mean? Because she's gotten screwed over by a guy who I still think it's a ghost story. suicide. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It, it's not necessarily... But you can still take the ghost. points from it. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> ghost it's ghost? not a ghost ghost, you know, <laughs> but it's the ghosts in her head fighting her in her head for that matter. Or you know, demons. Because, I mean, yeah, skeletons, demons, whatever you want to call them, but like you said earlier, Craig, you know, it is the first guy that she's seen other than him the one that she latches onto and that's everybody else throughout here or, and then, you know, at the end of it, she has the talk with him and okay. it's like, you know, so, yeah. uh, I'm going to read off what the director is giving an implement message from, trying an, to say. from an, in, from an interview from, uh, I think it's the rap.com. Um, okay, rap? the rap, but from, from Alex Garland, in giving each man the same face and using biblical imagery, the film subverts the idea of original sin. Instead of all women initially bearing the sins of Eve, perhaps all men initially bear the violent impulses and the misnogical mis- uh, ideas instilled in them by the, uh, by the practice. Because there's that tree with the forbidden fruit. By the yeah, the tree, See, the I apples. Mean, he's oh well, yeah, I got because that. he saw her eating the fruit. So you know, and then all the apples fell. But I mean, at the same time, it's kind of like I don't understand that because is he meaning more Cain and you know the slaying of Abel or like that? I don't know. No. He, so he's of, just saying, like, I think he's plucking off a tree that's fifty feet higher than where he's trying. 
So you don't believe at all that he's just trying to make a weird A24 Adam and Eve story? I think that's I think it encapsulates that. Because yeah. you're supposed to like it's it's said that Eve was the first one to bite the apple, right? And so from his point of view, he's saying, What if the shoe was on the other foot and we're the bearer of all sin? That's why he's talking about opening her legs and, and doing all that. And that's why he's naked, because the the leaves, Adam and Eve wear leaves and, and the portrayals. Um, so he's naked, he doesn't believe in clothes, like that's and then all men are from the same flesh. You know what I mean? So it's all kind of bearing the same face. Brother. <laughs> I think, you know, if you in a in a not a long shot, but in a sense of where he's trying to go, I can see it. Like the imagery is there, but I don't. Think I don't want that imagery. There. <laughs> I I just don't think the execute the 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 thought was there. the The process kind of was there, but I don't think the execution was there. Now, what I are we going to talk that. about with this? Like, what, what's up with that? What would you want the execution to be if if the execution <laughs> for you wasn't there? It, he was about to do it. It was this. He was like, about to choke her <laughs> out. Execute style. I just don't <laughs> feel like this film was necessarily like. Put together as well as it could have been. Uh, I think he did a pretty damn good job for an hour and a half as far as what kind of story he was wanting to tell with it being a creepy horror movie with different simplimental me- or uh, different messages in it. And uh, I-, I don't know, you know, I, after after kind of reading that, I, I like I said at the beginning of the episode, I thought it was a, a ghost story at the beginning of the review, you know, and him just putting putting together a a horrific version of an Adam and Eve story. Uh, that sounds like an A24 film. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it mean, just it's does. Like the, the stone deities, those are actually pre-Christianity is what I was reading, actually. So, what do you mean? Like, he's not he, he's not allowed to put those in the movie, or? No. No, I, mean, I think he's just imagery. like... No, those are just before Christianity, so those are representing what Christianity... What later the ideal space into. Of- kind of, sort of, yeah. But no, that was just kind of some interesting, an interesting fact that I found. That's all that was. Nothing necessarily based off of or really too much deeper than that. Or you can also look at it as like, um, you know, it could be a, a ghost story, but it could also be just James haunting her throughout the whole damn movie. You know. Yeah. Um, what another A twenty four movie with tons to take in, and you can pretty much take it anywhere you want. Mm. The idea of art, art is in the eye of the beholder. I think that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I was beauty. <laughs> I made it sound really good. I even did the hand gesture. So art. I hope it's. <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? Art is just—it's you can perceive it however you want. Art is yeah. subjective. Art, art, yeah, art, subjective. Art, art is yeah. art is subjective, and I think when you when you have something this insane and this much almost kind of idea behind it, um, 
like I said, and it's not like he was he threw together just some random actors and actresses and told them to try to do anything. They put together they put together some pretty good performances. And then when you look back at the the cinematography, uh, shot on location, the green, how much greenery was in the actual story and the the scenes of the camera, the way the long shots were just outstanding. There wasn't much greenery in my eyes, you know. Do you, do we know what the dandelion things were about? Like planting the seed of something, or basically just rebirth of that. It, a lot of this uh, visuals visual subliminals were about rebirthing for that matter. A lot of it was, you know, and and, and that kind of was just, like you said, part of the seed, you know. I'm still trying to... I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's trippy. Now imagine combining this with High Life, Johnny. Oh my god. Like, that's that's how you birth up, up in the... Yeah. High life, uh, high life was pretty strange. Um, there was no uh, box in this movie, though. No box, not yet, anyway. Um, what about favorite uh, favorite scenes? You guys want to get into uh, maybe some of your uh, favorite scenes? Um, Nick, we'll, we'll start with you. Do you have a favorite scene or two? Favorite scene or two? I really did enjoy that tunnel scene. Just. That's the, how they start out the the creepiness of the movie. Um, I thought the uh, scene where one of the the men has put his hand through the uh, little envelope slide area. I thought that was pretty cool, and just how like slowly the arm just gets pulled back and you just <laughs> getting cut That's through. It's like reminiscent of Saul. Yeah. He was playing the game. Very reminiscent of Saul. <laughs> or reminiscent of when Freddy Krueger's tongue gets stabbed in Wes Craven's new nightmare. And he backs away and he gets the little uh, slithering tongue. tongue. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Those are some good scenes. Um, I think the scene that just, like like Nick said, the scene that's above all scenes is where she's going towards the tunnel. Um, from the moment she starts walking in the rain... The score setting up the tunnel scene is probably one of the best scenes I've seen all year long. The cinematography of the wide shot using the lens and the camera to his advantage, beautifully shot. Um, and the shadows you, keeping the, the figure unknown. Yes. You could put that shot up against anything this calendar year, and I think it's going to be top five. Um, I'm also very uh, enjoy. I, I enjoyed also the uh, car scene where Jeffrey gets hit. And then he just breaks it after that. So, um, some very, very eerie feeling scenes for sure. Uh, Craig, what about you? I think we're all kind of in the same same boat. The tunnel scene with uh, them changing the music to fit her echoes. um, It's just truly haunting. Um, And then the, the lights flickering and the dude disappearing. Um, I think those are the two that really set this up to be a just make it intense. Like I, if the, if there was anything that this movie did right, it was it made you feel intense. Like the the just the you could feel it on your the back of your neck. It was just like it, it was shivery, eerie. Yeah. Edward, favorite scene? Or you kind of agree? Uh, I mean, 
with Nick, the second one he said with the knife, uh, from, you know, the, the popping up and running in uh, to the knife going out, for that matter. Uh, that one was good, as well as some of the imagery, you know, with the with the naked man at the end, at least, I thought was really cool. You know, when he came out and he had all the leaves and sticks or needles or whatever poking out of his shoulders and back and all that. The tree Some man. of that was kind of crazy, but really cool. And, you know, if they did it with practical effects, I think that's pretty even cooler for that matter. So, yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Star rating, 1 through 10. Edward, we'll start with you. How many stars do you give men? Uh... Might look be looked at wrongly for this, but a five was not my cup of tea at all, man. It wasn't. Nick, star rating. Mm, I mean, I'm still still processing it. So, I uh, mean, as of right now, I'm at a uh, six, six star. Six stars. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a seven. Uh, Besides the message and besides the way you want to pick apart what he's trying to say in the movie, the score, cinematography, uh, the setting up the scenes, the ending, the the outlandish birth scenes, um, you know, a horror movie is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. This movie makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, we've talked about it numerous times that a horror movie is not a horror movie unless it has a creepy, eerie score soundtrack. This movie has that. Um, the sick imagery the sick and sounding dialogue. This movie is just uh, uncomfortable. And uh, I got to give this one a seven for now. I don't know how it's going <coughs> to act on the rewatch, uh, but for right now, it gets a seven for me. Craig? Um, there, uh, I'm giving it a six. The, um, you know, watching it, I was kind of confused what was going on. Like, yes, it was intense, but I, in, in the moment, I had no idea how a dude's birthing another dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the the horror aspect of the movie, where, you know, it, made, it was intense, and they were chasing her, and the quote-unquote action or fight scenes, like, all of those were good. But, like, during the movie, I'm just like, why does this dude look like he's from Polar Express? Why do these two dudes look the same? Like, I didn't understand the ideology behind what he was trying to accomplish. Um, so maybe that's just me. But, uh, yeah, I'm, for the watch, I'm giving it a six. Let us know your star rating of men and you guys. Uh, we will share it on next week's episode um, right here on the Cinema Movie Podcast, facebook.com forward slash the Cinema Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Twitter is at Cinnamon405. And then the email, which is the easiest and fastest way to get a hold of us, C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Um, I think it's going to be pretty fun. For now, we can get into the email bag. The mail's here. Uh, Nick, though, before we... Before we get into the uh, the mailbag, man, let everybody know where can they follow you at. <laughs> okay, you can follow me at the 4K Bad Guy. Um, you can check check out um, 
me on this channel, uh, Emo Soul Productions. Follow Wrestling Tacos. All the yeah. wrestling content. All the wrestling content and no tacos, maybe in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also hit you up on the Instagram. Yeah. The IG, which uh, this Wednesday, you guys can find Nick and Mr. Fuentes <laughs> and myself talk about Countdown this Wednesday on Friday, the 14th podcast, oh. 8 p.m. So, yeah, should be should be a fun episode. I, I I've only seen it one time, um, so we'll see. That's all it needs. Edward, just because you let your woman pick that over the Joker doesn't mean you need to hate on it every single time. Have you seen it since? No. Yeah. And there's a reason why. I bet you still let her pick movies too, huh? Every now and then. <laughs> Um, Gabby says men was disturbing and unsettling. Honestly, when does it cross the line and can this still be considered art? Oh. That's that's fair. What 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 is what do, what do you guys think? Is there a line that can be crossed in film? And yes. if if you had to say, you know, what movie comes to mind about just crossing crossing the line? Human centipede. Crossing the line, crossing, <laughs> crossing the line. How? How does that movie cross the line for you? Because it's uh, wild. Yeah. Wow. The, the, have you ever seen it? Yeah. You've seen all three. Mm. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, there's no. I mean, I can see that, but I really do think it depends on the viewer. And like that's you, you, true. You, you could, you could even say, oh yeah, Antichrist can cross the line. Yeah. You could eat, but you know what? At the end of the day, you can say, you know what? Uh, flying monkeys, witchcraft, and wizardry from the Wizard of Oz can cross the line. You you <laughs> smile, you smile, but I I, no. I argue, I I this I mean, can this can be considered art still? Fuck yeah, it can still be considered art. A sandwich with just bologna and cheese can be considered art. If a movie is not your cup of tea after one watch, guess what? Your opinion doesn't really fucking matter. It's still art. Go out and watch. Uh, Power Rangers Turbo or some shit. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of feel I, I, that kind of it kind of just hit me in the feels because yes, a person put their hard-earned money, their sweat, their their blood, and their, their their sweat, their blood, and their tears into that film. So it doesn't matter what movie it is. Uh, the line can be crossed. Yes. Well, it's like but music. I, but, but at the end of the day, it's still considered art. No like music. What. But so what is your thought of a line crossed movie? Uh a line crossed movie. Because I mean, don't be wrong. Anything with Amy it's Schumer. Just, <laughs> <laughs> the same thing can go with anything on social media. Anything on social media, anything in the mainstream of movies, indie movies or whatever, can be said the same thing for any of that kind of stuff. Not everything is a diamond in the rough. And just because you think it Sometimes it should not be out there. Sometimes who's, who, who's saying something is that diamond in the rough? I'm saying that the, a movie can still be considered art. You're saying that stuff can't be considered art. Correct. How 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 could a movie not be considered art? I mean, they're wrong. If you know, that's like you that's like saying, a... oh, what if, so? What if a songwriter puts together a a four the songwriter? Song? Yeah, 
What if a songwriter puts together a song? He he may think it's you know shit, but everybody else ends up thinking it's uh, one of the greatest songs ever. So I mean, don't wrong, at the end of the day, that's that's art. There's several artists out there that put out songs that they think are going to be horrible, you know, and all of a sudden it's one of the top pop top chart you know top charted songs out there. There's movies out there. I'm not going to want to go and watch you know an hour and a half worth of a rape fest, you know, movie like I spit on your grave. You know know what? That movie can be considered maybe, maybe crossing the line, but guess what? Just because it's your not, not your cup of tea that guess what? At the end of the day, that's still art, but you're still avoiding my question. What is yours that you consider cross? I just said I spit on your grave. Okay. Thank you. I didn't know if that was your answer. Almost, almost six or seven different rape scenes. The only thing you don't see is fucking intercourse in the movie, but even though that's not my cup of tea and I wouldn't pick that that's movie to watch again, it. it's still art. Ar- arguing that something like that is not art is is going to be until you're blue in the face all day. I think until somebody breaks down and puts something like that on screen, I mean, you you said the human centipede is crossing the line. You don't consider that art? Personally, no. Somebody edited it, somebody put a score together, somebody casted somebody, and somebody put, put it up on a big screen. Something does not mean that it is good. Does I'm not, not saying that, that it's, it's good, but I'm saying that it's still considered art. There's a reason that there is directors and that there are screenwriters. I mean, unless there's you a think that we're it, not in that and there's a reason they are. Unless unless you think that uh Every bologna sandwich at Subway is art, and that's that's art. They are sandwich artists. crafters. Uh, Jared says. Artists. Jared says bodies was fun. Definitely wasn't what I was expecting, uh, but it was original. I give it a six. If you was don't understand, if you don't understand satire, I don't think you'll like it. That's kind of fair. That's fair. Uh, Coco Chris says Under the Silver Lake is underrated and phenomenal. Andrew Garfield kills it. Nine stars. Uh, Henry says, Bodies was extremely sour. Not in a good way. Not a good movie. Four stars. Nick, you got to go see Bodies last week. Oh. You, you got to go see Bodies in the theater. What a... How many stars would you give it? How many stars? Oh, we've taken off the horror element out of it. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Were you in the house in the house board? Huh? Oh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> um, no, boy. You know, I, when I went to go see the movie, I was actually the only one there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I was like, oh, this feels nice. Now, like, the van they went down, like, be all paranoid. <laughs> Look to the side. Uh, 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 th- before I let you continue, I just want to say, like, you know, we were talking about sandwiches, and then a guy, a person named Jared, had an email. Jared. Coincidence. <laughs> Jared from Subway. He's Maybe Jared he's a Subway guy. It's like, did he I hope he's not the Subway. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not the <laughs> Subway oh. guy. I um, watch it, you know. <laughs> that is not art. No. <laughs> Sarah97 says, Men was completely insane, but in a good way, nine stars. 
Um, Sam G69. I completely hated Under the Silver Lake. It was such a waste of time, a waste of Andrew Garfield, and a script gone wrong. Four stars. Damn. Oof. Rough words. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, Daniel says uh, the Leprechaun wasn't that bad of a watch. Like Juan says, I think it's a seven. <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I get, I'm getting thrown under the bus. That's a that's a big ass bus if it's running me over. Uh, you know what Leprechaun is? I'm still I'm still gonna give it out, out of out of the five butter knives, Nick. I'm still gonna give it a one. I don't Ooh, know, man. A I, one. I, a one. I didn't go back and check out the second one yet, but I think I'm gonna try to watch it this week. But you said it's worth a watch, so. Uh, for a uh, couple of things. Couple of uh. Breasticles. Uh, wow. Well, uh, Jeffrey says, uh, seen Beast this past weekend. Highly recommend it. Eight stars. All right. Beast. Anybody go see it this weekend? No. Idris. Idris Elba is putting out movies like, like nothing. He's got uh, he's got that weird genie looking A twenty four vibes movie. He's got Beast. And then I think he's got something else coming out before the year's over. So he was just uh, wasn't he just in a film? I think Nicholas? he was. Song two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Was and he also had a little. Uh, didn't he have a little cameo in Thor. Thor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. Just. I mean, it's just like I need some money. Yeah. Give me some money. Well, he was in that commercial. <laughs> Speaking of the the three thousand the three thousand wishes movie, does anybody look interested in going and seeing that? Where he plays the I big ass genie? Haven't seen it. Yeah, kind of. It's but, Idris yeah. Elba. He's you got to see something. I think I think he's good in every movie he does. Unless the movie crosses the line, then 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 you may not want to go see it. It's not, not art. art. Um, At what point, Mamskin? I'm not going to go there. Barry wants to say, uh, this is funny, we'll end it with this one. Barry wants to say, Bodies was okay, I enjoyed the end, but I enjoyed Craig and Ed's argument more than I did the entire movie. The movie gets a six, but the conversation gets a nine. <laughs> what was hey, there you go. The bronze bron panties where Ed oh. was trying to justify <laughs> that it doesn't... <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead, tell them who won the argument. <laughs> Shit. Dude, the broad pennies don't mean nothing to the movie. Fucking, <laughs> huh? Fucking walking blindly over there. I technically am blind, so get you know the best, the best part of, of, of having uh, the power that these he is motherfuckers. I can do this. Oh! Whoa. Back that's to a, three. That's oh. the powers that be. <laughs> Did he leave? Oh, um, but no, yeah, you guys, you guys continue. That's 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 what's the the most fun about this podcast is when we when we all have a a movie that we yeah a movie that we don't agree on and we get to just go at it for a few uh few hours. You know, uh, it's always we need to have a a let's get ready to rumble sound on this. Oh no, we can't. Then we gotta we gotta start paying royalties. Buffer, yeah, no, Michael Buffer. Yeah. Or, oh shit! Okay, that Ooh, family is. Get it ready to I mean, I could, 
I could probably can, try to do something along. You can do the Triple H one and cut it off right before he says Triple suck H. it. Because he's like, Zor. let's get ready to... S-. Yeah. So... But yeah, if you, if, you guys, if you guys have a movie you guys want to hear us uh, complain about, bitch about, um, hit us up. You know, uh, we, we we'll got to... be here next week. We will. Lion King Part uh, 2. Uh, I like this one. Men is a true story of how babies come out of your tummy. <laughs> hey, I do want to I, I do want to say one more thing. With how outlandish this movie was, are you guys surprised that no baby came out of the pee hole? I kind of was looking for that next. You were looking. No, I, I thought Ed was gonna be like, I was looking forward to that, dude. After the mouth, well, was I was like, totally okay. looking for the pee pee. <laughs> I bet y'all were, but I, you know, I was you if you didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I I didn't say that. <laughs> but I really you know, wanted to like, see okay. it come out of there for that matter. There is that Ed. <laughs> you you liked the hero gasm episode, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Oh God! Speaking of gasms, guys, we are in our last sad face, a twenty four episode. Coming up next Monday, August 29th, we talk episode 208. We talk. Is it that time already? It's that time. Uh, next oh. week's next week is our last A24 episode. Um, Mia Goth. Uh, Just talked about her. We did. She was in High Life. So check it out next Monday. Um, I think it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a fun conversation. And it's... Uh, another fun horror movie so nick if you feel like hopping on and, and joining us for x next week getting that itch uh, getting that itch to talk another <laughs> horror movie um and you know it doesn't stop there uh monday september the 5th we're talking the black phone uh so i think that's going to be a fun episode to kick off uh the month of september and then the four-year anniversary episode Monday, September the 12th, uh, we dig back into Denzel, Washington, and we're talking Philadelphia for our four-year anniversary episode. We are also um, having a special guest on. I'll go ahead and say his name now. Um, I I haven't got to talk to you personally yet in person, uh, but I believe... Your name, uh, his name is Jay, Jay Curry. Um, he is a film director from Australia. We will have him live Monday, September the 12th. Um, he has directed the new movie, uh, Beat, an Australian film. Uh, you can go check it out now on uh, Vudu, wherever you buy movies. Um, if you guys want to follow him, just Instagram, JYE. C U R R I E, um, or you can go to greenfrogproductions.com, and uh, we're going to talk to him Monday, September 12th, as he joins us for the Philadelphia episode. Four year anniversary. We got to talk to a director from Australia, halfway across the world. I think it's going to be fun. Um, so you guys don't want to miss that. And we can talk. Uh, Denzel Washington. So, how how fun is that going to be? Um, Nick, man, before we uh, head out of here, you want to say anything else before we uh, 
Skip out, skip a doodle. Skip a doodle. Um, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's always a pleasure coming in, talking to the men, the cinnamon, <laughs> for the man episode. Um, I was kind of hoping to hear a wangasm. Hey, you know what? We we only have a few more episodes of A twenty four left. We have I'm just saving that. We we have men. Uh, we have first cow this Thursday, uh, and then next Monday we have X. Uh, all these A twenty four movies. That sounded very like struggled. It was wet too. So all these A twenty four movies. Uh, I can't wait. And then you know what, Nick? You can only August ejaculate 30- so much, right? August thirty first. <laughs> August thirty first. Uh, Friday the fourteenth. UHD. We're talking tusks. So you're giving me the gift that just keeps on giving, man. You're giving me the gift to just keep talking A24 on somebody else's podcast. Mm. And I think that's that's just extremely uh, thoughtful of you. So I appreciate it. Johnny did that during Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I did. <laughs> For the episode logo or the, up, the movie? The logo came up on the screen in the theater, and he was like, That's <laughs> <laughs> all I think about when I see A24. <laughs> And uh, yeah, the the theater that was, baby started crying. The theater was silent. Yeah, so, you know I'm surprised. Uh, I haven't gotten any any uh, negative emails yet about uh, about the baby. I think it's coming though. Who, because who everybody <laughs> understands and agrees. Yeah, Ed, what about you? You have anything else that you want to uh, bring to the table before we go to X next week? Nah, man, looking forward to it. Uh, this first time watch and... for you, right? Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, looking forward to it. Can go ahead and put this one in the ground and uh, let it, let it lay for a while. Uh, so no, uh, this is Ed. I'll see you on the silver screen. Craig, anything uh, before we go to X next week? Uh, college football starts this Saturday. Um, I know we had kind of talked about it a little bit. I, I really do um, think that we should give it a shot. Um, I might lead it, might do like a Tuesday sports podcast, kind of going over the the previous week and maybe some some thoughts on the week, the you know the the next week's action. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit more. Maybe we can get that going, uh, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. So maybe just give it a trial run. Uh, anything, uh, anything you're excited about going and this is going to be your second view of X though, right? Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, I- I'm excited to see, uh, Mia Goff. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it because it's, it's a spoiler, but yeah, I'm excited to see certain parts of the movie. Should be interesting. Don't forget, join us next week as a 24 month comes to an end next week. We talk X. Episode 208, next Monday, August 29th, right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.